We'll start with a little prayer. All the years combine, they melt into a dream. A broken angel sings from a guitar. In the end, there's just a song, comes crying like the night. Through all the broken dreams and vanished years, Stella Blue. When all the cards are down, there's nothing left to see. There's just the pavement left and broken dreams. In the end, there's still that song, comes crying like the wind, down every lonely street that's ever been, Stella Blue. I've stayed in every blue light cheap hotel, can't win for trying. Dust off those rusty strings just one more time, gonna make them shine. It all rolls into one, and nothing comes for free. There's nothing you can hold for very long. And when you hear that song, come crying like the wind. It seems like all this life was just a dream. Stella Blue. <laughs> Lyrics by Robert Hunter. Music by Jerry Garcia. Classic. I, Bob Dylan covered that the other night. Is that why you've been thinking about it? Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's been adding in a Grateful Dead song here and there over the course of his tour. Like, he plays 17 songs every night, and they're the same songs, and there's one slot in the set that gets swapped out, and he's been playing Grateful Dead covers in there. And I uh, I heard a bootleg recording. <laughs> and in the comments, someone put the lyrics, and goddamn. No, you were like, find the lyrics to Stella Blue, and I like read them for a second, and I almost started crying, and I was like, okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah it really gets me. Oh, they're so crazy. It kind of just, what does it make you think? It's just one of those, like, I don't know. In the end, there's just a song. Yeah. That's, like, to me, the line of the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, because our, our life is kind of uh, an album, you know? It is. And you think it's all these other things, but it's really, like, more at the end of it. It's not where the bass dropped it's like the whole picture the yeah. whole some people's life is like a concept album and it's very organized and they yeah. know what they're gonna do <laughs> and how to fucking shape the whole thing a lot some people's it's just some people's it's like a greatest hits album some people it's uh fucking all over the goddamn place some some it's the blues mm-hmm. some it's country some it's a little chaotic some of it's like uh uh lou reed's metal album <laughs> <laughs> It's just feedback and static. That's pretty cool. That would be pretty fucking cool. What is your life? What album is your life? I don't know. I'm still just, finding well, you out. It doesn't have to be a perfect answer. Just think about that. And if and if anyone thinks about that at home, drop it in the comments because I'm very curious uh, to hear that. Okay. I'll think about well, it for a second. I mean, I almost have to like give songs. Like it starts off like classic and like poppy and rock and roll, you know, like, but then it gets to like super poppy like girl pop mm-hmm. and then it gets like a little mellow college rock vibe or no maybe there's some i don't know man I no, i'm asking for you an album that already exists <sighs> if you just had to say like yeah that's the that's the album that sums up my life that's the soundtrack to my life i probably haven't listened to enough albums to answer this question i've listened to too many to answer it well but okay if you had to if i had to just pick one that that really feels like it represents the arc of my life thus far. Mm-hmm. 
I would say All Things Must Pass by George Harrison. That's a good one. I'll do that one too. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It's got a little bit of everything in there. Yeah. I don't need your (laughs) (laughs) Isn't it a pity? Oh man, that was... It is one of those albums, though, that I listen to now, and I'm like, it's so definitive of when we started first doing Mushrooms that it kind of, like, brings me back there. And yeah. first doing Acid, and kind of yeah. like, oh, it was like, during every trip we had to play that album. Yeah, there's well, there's not many albums like that where you can just throw it on, take a bunch of psychedelics, and trust that it'll bring you to that place and not into the, the weird place. Mm-hmm. So we would, I mean, I literally don't even know how many times we've done this pop a bunch of mushrooms, throw on all things must pass, cry for an hour and a half, maybe even play it again. <laughs> Do some eye gazing. <laughs> Do some eye gazing. This is old school when we first discovered psychedelics. Maybe like the first four or five years of psychedelics, that would, that would be the plan. Like rent an Airbnb or come up here to your dad's house, take a bunch of mushrooms, throw on all things must pass. This is before we knew the Grateful Dead. Yeah. Um, do some do some crying, do some eye gazing, do a little bit of exploring maybe. <laughs> and then when the mushrooms start wearing off, uh, we listen to Ramdas lectures. Yeah. Which, uh, you know, I think we did it right. I think we set up a nice structure for how to get through those things because we didn't have an, uh, an us to turn to when we discovered all this stuff. Mm. You ever think about that? Like... I don't know, like, we just know so many people that are like, oh, my God, you helped me, f- you know, find mushrooms or get in touch with the person that hooked me up or set me up with a retreat or whatever. Like, we knew nothing. Oh, right, yeah. We had no connections in the psychedelic or spiritual realm. Uh, so we kind of just had to sit back and wait till they dropped into our laps. <laughs> but then the first time we got mushrooms, remember this? chick came over to our house yeah we told the story before but it's a good one yeah who we've never seen before or since we've seen her since have we yeah who is she i can't uh, oh oh i thought you were saying when we did the mushrooms no 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 no, no. i'm talking about the the first time we procured mushrooms how we got them no the first time our buddy jake gave them to us yes i'm saying he gave them to us i'm saying the first time we were like let's try to get mushrooms i don't even know how we found this person or who she was but some lady came over to our apartment she was cool and uh, she could tell we were new to this and like we had had one experience and uh, and she was like well what was your takeaway i was like i can't eat animals anymore like i got to be nice to my family like i'm trying to get my life together and she could see like we were kind of on the cusp of like being pulled towards that whole world and she's like well, this stuff isn't a joke. Like, she's like, the stuff you guys are messing with, this isn't like other drugs. This isn't like, you know. She explained to us the importance and made us watch Graham Hancock's, uh, what, what's the name of his band, TED Talk? Something Consciousness. The War on Consciousness. Yeah. It's like this 18-minute thing, highly recommend. Uh, so she made us sit there and watch that uh, before we could even get the mushrooms from her. <laughs> And she was so serious about it and, and the karma of mushrooms and not to mess with these things, not to sell these things, like all this stuff. And like, I think she was a very important figure, albeit for a half hour of our life to show us to have reverence for something. Cause I don't think that's baked into uh well, whether or not <laughs> someone t- shows you the mushrooms will show you. Well, yeah, yeah, but it was nice. It it was nice to be like, okay, cool. Now we know Graham Hancock. Well, okay, there's even, somewhere to start. Even the first time you did it, 
or that we did it, you definitely got the reference download because yeah. it was kicking your ass. And yeah, I knew I needed to respect these things, but I don't know <laughs> I if like I needed just, to revere them. Yeah, quite just. Yet. I was just like loving the colors and fucking vibing. Oh, I mean, it's crazy. It, 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 like in my experience, seeing how mushrooms af- affect women and men. It's uh, and this is just in my. This experience. is a broad generalization. It's a very broad generalization, but man, the girls always seem to be having a good time during the. Come I always want to. And the boys are usually like. Whew. I always find myself sitting like this, like in, in the earth, like, you know, just getting like, low, getting low, and just like, kind of like I don't know, it feels like womb connecting to the earth, like just yeah. feels like I am woman you know well it's crazy because that's the position you would get in to give birth and what happens to me when i take them is i go into like an embryonic phase (laughs) like like go embryonic and then i go like fetal (laughs) and then i then i graduate to infant and then toddler and then i can finally walk again but i mean the process takes hours where it's like you just squat down and fucking give birth to your new experience i'm like it's like happening to me i'm like oh god please i'll be good (laughs) <laughs> remember we did one and i was like uh like we had too many people over like it was a bad call we we had a bunch of people over and we took some mushrooms it was our first time lemon teching and they were hitting me and i was trying to like get away from everybody and like i don't know you you said some offhanded thing about just how i wasn't like the best boyfriend or whatever oh yeah you were like and i was just like what the f- and I was just like hiding and I could hear everyone talking and I was just like in there like I did take the opportunity to be like you were a real son of a bitch today yeah yeah and that was not thoughtful of me but I was going through it too and I was like purging no it was good because you 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 transferred the energy back to me where it belonged (laughs) you know but it just happened to be like you laid some shit on me today yeah and you're about to take it back and and I did and you just put it in me like a little seedling and it just fucking grew and just blew apart my current existence and I was just like alone for like an hour and a half, like just like just living in like fucking shame chamber cycle. Yeah, no, it wasn't (laughs) appropriate, but it was something we had to talk about. I think you like we do you want to just talk about what it was? Yeah, I don't even remember. I remember you you were like wiling it out about how we're living in your parents' basement and blaming it on me. Like it was my fault, like my responsibility. And I was like, that was and then I just you, you know, just wiling out and then. You were on mushrooms and so was I. And I was like, that was really not nice. And if you really believe that we have some real issues, because that's a huge burden of responsibility you're putting on me that like my you're like, I'm responsible for your life and our life yeah. solely, you know? Well, it, I think, yeah, I'm not going to even get an argument with you. About I don't, it, but no, I don't I th- want to. That was our first week living there. Yeah. To take mushrooms was crazy. You know what I mean? Yeah. During like that kind of transition. But at the same time, I do think it helped me. Uh, I needed to burn that out. Like, yeah. did you really want that wild thought I had about that to last this long and come out in some other way? Like, no, it came out like right away. As soon as we got there, I was kind of like, this was our only option. You like, we have money. Get us an apartment. What What the fuck? This was our only option. This is insane. You're, you have, your parents have two houses. Like, can, w- w- I, we're with lunatics right now. Like we need to uh, like, what the hell? So I, I think, yeah. And, and you know, that kind of thing, it can get my anger going and then to take psychedelics post like anger blowout for me when I went gremlin mode dude we you know when we did it too the soma Hmm. when we did mushrooms and syrian rue we had a blowout earlier that day we did Mm -hmm. or the day before or whatever Uh like blowout yeah and I remember like vomiting 
and like just and then after it i was like i was vomiting out your shit oh come on i was though i was it's still my shit you know what i mean but i was like i was like i'm vomiting out your anger right now like i just had this like it's just awareness of like i'm vomiting out your anger Mm. you know like i'm i processed it and i'm processing and i'm vomiting it out now yeah and that that mushroom trip was a year previous to the one we were just referencing and it was right after merit broken up with us for the first time right yeah my my fits of rage aren't um you know they're not apropos of nothing it's usually something is like volcanic is happening but below the surface and i'm not aware about it and then even the putting psychedelics on the on the calendar or like yeah, we're taking them later today or we're going to drive down to the ceremony or whatever makes it all spill out. It's funny. Do you know what I mean? It's yeah. weird. It's like I have a purge before we take them. No, in the time before we did Toad, you like totally purged out on me about like, what What do you need, Cass? Like, why do you need to keep pushing it this far? Like, why did we sign up for this? Like, what, what are you doing? Like, what, you know? Yeah. Because you're the only person in my life, like I'm doing this with you. And it's easy to like, if you're not, if there's anyone to, put blame on or make responsible for however you're feeling it's me because i'm like yeah as close to you as anyone well is. and it's also compounded by me being embarrassed that i'm scared you know because i can't yeah. even admit that to myself it doesn't seem like i'm scared it just feels like i'm angry and it feels like i have a real point with you yeah real and a real it person feel, who if, yeah. I, if i could absorb your point things could you could feel safe yeah but Usually when you do, you're like, okay, yeah, no, we don't have to do that or whatever. Then it, then it, when it puts it back on me and I'm like, okay, what do I want to do? Like this is, actually isn't Cass's thing. But yeah, the same thing happened. The, the, the weird thing was with the toad in ayahuasca, which we did, we did for the first time in the same weekend. Like I didn't even think about it. We had put it on the calendar like three months before and I didn't think about it, didn't think about it, didn't think about it. And then like three weeks before it started to dawn on me what we were about to do. And like the chemical portal that we were about to open, and uh, and it's a lot I, of unknown. It's a lot of unknown. Like I was already grooving. I'm like, I know how to handle DMT. I know how to I handle got my mushrooms. Ego fucking I can handled. handle weed. <laughs> yeah, exactly. My ego knows about these things. It doesn't know about that. And it started just freaking out. Like I would wake up in the middle of the night scared. Yeah. Yeah. Do you remember that? Before it, yeah. Yeah, before it. I'm saying leading up, I was having toad activations before this chemical had ever entered my body. Yeah. So the chemical portal is way wider than just when you actually physically take it. No, it feels like when you decide to take something, it starts to affect you. Yeah, and this is what I'm saying about those mushroom trips. It's like stuff that was just like l- low simmering on a low temperature on the back burner of my psyche. And then just putting these things out there, my body knowing what's coming, my ego knowing what's coming. It's like the heat gets turned up to like almost burn that stuff out before we even go in there. I used to have it with Mare. We'd get in blowout fights like the morning we were going to take Molly that afternoon. Yeah. No, it's it's funny too. And I'm like, well, also it's not just me because her ego would react the same way. No, you guys definitely. We know we're going to the land of forgiveness. It's like let's let's have something to forgive each other for, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) Totally. No, it's, I feel like, a. I mean, we've been doing this podcast, what, seven years or something? Like Nine. Nine years. It's, I feel like we've had like a very, it's like, okay, Sean gets mad. Like it's kind of been this like story. Yeah, That's no, like, it's cute because the reckoning will happen when you realize you're an angry person too. I am. <laughs> um, but I know, I, of course I am. I know. 
Um, I'm joking. But I do feel like, I don't know if it's this Venus retrograde or whatever it is, and we haven't had too many blow-up fights since, but I do feel like, I felt like, damn, we both kind of just like, at least I did, I hit a wall. And I was like, I hit a wall. Like, I'm bored with how we interface with each other in like these bouts of whatever like it's getting old i'm tired of talking about it i'm tired of experiencing it i understand like we're gonna have anger and i'm not saying we can't be angry with each other express that but like the way we go through the territory is like i can't do it like this anymore and i don't know i I felt a real shift by affirming an ultimatum see i don't think of it as like that it is kind of an ultimatum i guess and that, so that must be uncomfortable for you to feel like you have an ultimatum. It's just made me behave in a way, you know. And how is behaving felt? Has it felt constricting or... Constr- it feels rewarding because I, you know, have your respect. But, you know, there's a part of me that is like, chill, like, but I should get used to that. I should, you know, there should be filters. There should be things that, like, are just for me. Yeah. You know. So what happened is, like, we dropped Joey off to the airport right and you and i had been in a couple gnarly fights like towards the end of that last leg yeah right and you guys heard it on the last podcast if you listen to that one where we got in like fights about the fucking car and me running over the thing and then you being like it's okay or whatever but like i think i hit the wall of realizing how like it's almost like i don't i can't have need you to change like, I wasn't like, you need to change. And that's where I want to kind of, like, unpack this with you. Because I, I wasn't like, I mean, I am saying you need to change it kind of, cut. I could see how it comes off like an ultimatum. But the way I want to process it and the way that works for me to process it is not like, oh, I will suffer if Sean keeps behaving like this or whatever. It's like, we've been doing this thing for 12 years. Like, I am bored with it. And I think you are too. But more like, my point was... I'm no longer going to respond to you the way I have. Like, I don't have control over how you behave or how you feel or what you say. Like, I can't change that. I can't control it. I can't even pretend to want to. And I can't suffer if you don't change. Like, I'm not going to do that. But what I've kind of hit the wall was like, oh, I do this thing where not that I don't want to apologize to you and make you feel heard. And and, but I feel like I I take it on like when you're in this like mode of like suffering I take it on and I'm like I'll cry and apologize and say I'm sorry and try to coddle you and try to like take on the emotional burden that you are processing and I think I just hit a wall where I was just like oh we can't it's not I'm not helping you anymore by doing that yeah by thinking oh if I just say I'm sorry in the right way Sean will feel better because after apologizing for the car thing for three days and realizing that it didn't actually make you feel better that you just like were burning out energy I was like oh I this isn't I'm not helping you you thinking that if I do something say sorry do something a certain way enough times that you'll then like release your suffering and more I was just like okay I'm just gonna let you suffer what do you think of that? That's fine. I accept. <laughs> you know. I feel bad though cuz I don't want you to suffer and I want to help you and I want but like just realizing like I can't help you like it's an inside job like Yeah. There's like a burden of um oh, I what did I keep calling it like uh emotional processing or what is it called? Self-soothing. 
Emotional masturbation. Emotional masturbation, no. No, I had like a way that I like was thinking about what what happens. Um, but basically just, I don't know. It does this, it's, I feel like I'm not talking well. What do you mean? You're being extremely clear, you know? That's why, that's why I feel like we actually get somewhere in terms of evolving and not just repeating the same patterns when we talk about this stuff, um, not in the heat of a, of a battle that we're in. Yeah. Or, or whatever. And I appreciate, um, the reminder and the ultimatum and all that stuff. And like, cause I do good with that. You know that it's like, just put a little box around me and I'll show you like, put a little box of like, Oh, you're an angry person who, you know, whatever. And I'm like, I'll show you the opposite. Like I contain multitudes. And I know and, that. And yeah, I, of I think, course I, I know that. yeah. And well, what I'm saying is I appreciate everything that you laid out there. Uh, so I could do something about it. And had it happened when we're in the heat of battle, I might not have taken, I might not have been able to even hear it. Yeah. Because when I'm in gremlin mode, like, you're just dealing with it. You're, you're, like, gremlin mode me doesn't, like, uh, integrate well to this person. Yeah. So we have to talk about it when I'm not in gremlin mode. So I think what happens is, like, I want to be the problem. And I want yeah. to be able to do something to make things better. And I think I just hit the wall where I was like, I'm not helping you. Like you are, you're missing the opportunity to evolve. Not that you don't evolve in so many ways, but in this particular pattern that we're in, like we're, I'm not allowing you the opportunity to take like responsibility for like, what the fuck? I had like the best way of putting it. Don't worry about your best way in the past. This is a new moment. Yeah. Just put it however you want. Who gives a fuck what you thought about before? Yeah. Well, I think we all just have to self-soothe is like ultimately yeah. like figure out our own self-soothing techniques. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I'm just not going to take it on in the same way. Like in, in the sense of yeah. like, I'm not going to think that I'm your answer. Like I used to think like if I could only just behave in a certain way, Sean could be happy. I don't know. I never made that a thing. You know, you realize that. No, right? I know. Okay. You don't when, make that when a you thing. start going to therapy. You'll talk about your childhood, and they'll say your dad made that a thing. Yeah. In your life. Yeah. You know, like I say about alcoholic families, uh, there's roles. Yeah. The scapegoat's one of them. You're an only child. You yeah. played all the roles. Yeah. So it's one of the things that got imbued on you from your childhood. I your dad's not a bad guy. No, definitely not. I'm not a bad guy. Definitely not. So. Um, but that is a tendency and, uh, there's a, you know, there's not a lot of people out there like you. So, um, you, you know, like it, I, I try not to, when I see you taking that shit on, let you take it on, you know, that's why I'm very apologetic and we talk about stuff and we try to hash shit out the best we can. But I think that things like moments where things come to a head or whatever, when you think about the context of them. I think it it would help because, you know, when I hear like you say like ultimatums and this and that, I'm like, you're being flagrantly myopic about my life right now. You're, you're getting um, confused about like, and I don't know if we need to compartmentalize this more, or integrate it more, but there is the relationship we have as 
creative entities that are trying to make art together yeah. and run a business together. And then there's our relationship. Yeah. And I think sometimes when we're out on the road with Joey for two weeks and we're trying to get jacked up and have the energy to go out there and keep each other laughing and this and that. Yeah. It's boys time. It's, you know, you're not used to that. I am used to girls time. Yeah. I'm very used to it. Mm -hmm. And yeah, you're not used to the level of, of joking around that we're doing all the time. Just like I wasn't used to, uh, being picked apart astrologically <laughs> every other fucking day and told how I'm going to behave next month and what's going to happen to me. You know, that that's its own fucking way of be, of like fucking with somebody. Totally. So we're, we go out on the road for two weeks. You're just in boys club and it's driving you crazy. And, but I'm also trying to make a film and the pressure of the world is on me to be the leader of the film that comes up with the ideas of how we shoot and what we shoot every day and when we shoot it. And it's a lot of pressure. And, uh, yeah, I just need to be better about handling the pressure of that, you know, and it comes out on you because you're the, you're the person closest to me, you know, I don't, I'm, I, can't, I can't take this shit out on Joey. That'd be so inappropriate. He's helping us make something. So I try to talk to you about it and you don't get the best side of me and there's no excuses. There's a million excuses, but there's none, you know, it's just, we want to relate better and we're going to do what we have to do to figure out how to do that and you hit some sort of wall and you know m my point at the time when you were kind of laying it out on me was like uh give this a couple days i haven't run i haven't meditated i haven't had a day where i can go get up and lift weights because joey's been out in the living room you know what i mean i'm like just give me a few days to get back in my routine and i promise you i'll be a better version of myself and um, where I get upset is that happens and we never talk about it. You know, it's like, I'm like, hey, I can I can get back to that. Trust me, I was just spread thin yeah. in a lot of ways that might not be immediately apparent to you when you're just spying on my life or whatever. So I'm like, give me some fucking time to get my shit back in order. I heard you. And then it's like smooth sailing and then I never hear about it again. Well, and I say that to you and, and you're like, oh, yeah, no, you're the best, whatever. But I'm like, yo, it... it uh, the dynamic doesn't work when um, I'm only being made aware of my losses. It's it fucking puts me in just like um, I I get I get a little paralyzed and despondent, and I start to like lose grip of the narrative, you know. Yeah. Yeah, I need some sort of validation well, for like I'll say, trying and I'll, doing better. And I'll like say even <laughs> even now, like I feel like part of the reason I don't have the words for it is because it feels so distant now. Like we're talking about something because it felt like for me, it felt like, oh, this is a big thing. And it, it didn't feel to me as much of an ultimatum as more as like, hey, I'm making you aware that I'm not going to respond in the way I usually respond into nauseam, you know, as an opportunity for you to do the work that you need to do to like find your inner peace and strength and then us talk in a way that's more like loving yeah. to each other. Yeah. But like, it's almost hard to talk about it and bring it up and try to be like, Oh, let's, that's something to excavate still because it's like, it has been going really good between us. Mm -hmm. And I do appreciate, like, it seems stupid to even air out being mad at you about being mad because it's not many episodes. Well, let's just fucking restart this episode. Oh, I no. What are you talking about? I don't about? want to talk about What are you talking this? about? This is what we're doing. This is what we're doing. I know, but it's like, I don't want it to be like, you're a bad guy because you're not. You're like someone who has, at times, like, gets 
scared and takes it out on me the way sometimes I get upset and take it out on you. Like, it's kind of just like we're navigating the dynamics of like You're helping me become a better person. Interpersonal. Part of me wants to say, okay, cool. Yeah, I failed. Go fucking try dating somebody and tell me how great every other fucking guy is and how much they have their shit together. Yeah. And and while providing a life where you don't have to work. Yeah. Go 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 fucking do the thing, and tell me you don't get in arguments and this and that. It's just it's it's a selective memory thing. Sometimes. But you know, for me, like, it's that's not. why it comes out so much on the podcast because you don't grasp on to like, Sean was a hero. Sean made everyone laugh. Sean made the vibe perfect. You know, like I can't believe we did that. Like. We went and shot our friend Gabriel in West Virginia, and all I, I like it was in, we drove five hours to get there to try to convince this guy who didn't know he was going to be in our film to be in our film because he was the inspiration for it, and we hadn't seen him in two and a half years, and he had a baby with someone he met through our podcast, and they had the baby at home, and it was crazy, and it was and it was just like holy shit, we were just taking in so much, and we through through convincing got him to be in the movie. And we're leaving there, and I'm on a high of all fucking highs. I can't believe what we just captured. I'm like, that is what the movie is. What we just got is what this movie is. Holy shit. And what are you doing? You're in the back, like, fucking texting. Gabriel? I I understand that. I understand that. But I'm like, okay. And you know what we did? We ended up never really talking about how rad that shoot was and having that little fucking moment where we're not like, let me consult with priority one, which is my phone, and people that aren't here anymore. Like, just more like, hey, this group, this little tripod of people that are going around the country trying to collect puzzle pieces for a puzzle ultimately I'm going to have to put together. If there's a moment of triumph, lean into it with me. You know what I'm saying? That broke my fucking heart. That broke my heart that we couldn't have that like, holy shit moment. And, and impart that on Joey. Like, hey, Joey, that's what the film is, by the way. That's exactly what we're going for. You know, and here's where that scene belongs. And all that stuff, it just feels like, uh, I was like, I couldn't share in that with you because, uh, you know, I don't know, we were elsewhere, you know, and it just feels like, I'm just, I just say that because I'm like, I feel like that happens a lot, and I feel like um, you just have very, sometimes selective memories, and it's like, god damn, I'm a good boy, like, such a fucking high percentage of our life, it's crazy, well, that's especially considering the circumstances currently. Totally. I yeah. mean, I think that's just, that's the reality of being human is like, we have a negativity bias. Like, I definitely do. And in this moment, yes, you definitely do. Are you kidding me? Any moment you've ever been mad at me is because you are in, in a state yeah. of negativity bias. Yeah, I hear that. Yeah. You know? I'm just saying, I, I generally am, am trying to be like a Noah type of guy in our life. Like, come on, like, you know, you don't see the beauty in this? Like, okay, cool, this thing failed, that'll just open up this? Like, what happens when we lose a job? Who's the first person being like, who gives a fuck? What's this going to allow us to do? This and that, you know? I, we, hey, we worked hard on it. You, you might need to cry that we didn't win that bid, but like, hey, you know, like, I've, I really try not to do that. It's when I'm completely fucking lost, and when I feel like I've lost you. And you don't hear the narrative, or even if you do, like it's kind of like you're so desensitized to like how magical, you know, filmmaking can be and all this stuff. Like it just like starts to, uh, ugh. I get like it's it's like the seeds of resentment and they grow into anger and this and that and like yeah, it's um, it's tough to be business partners, creative partners, because you're basically co-directing these things with me, and and lovers too. Um, it's tough sometimes, but what I would argue is like 99% of the time, it's not at all. 
it's just I not totally as interesting agree. to talk about for some reason you know yeah i totally i have to pee can we yeah me too continue <laughs> no i mean i want to scrap this podcast so bad because i feel like i have some good points about why we went through that portal that we did and i don't even have good words about it anymore but um i do like i live my life for you and i like having someone to live my life for and i wouldn't want it any other way and i feel like you live your life for me and like living your life for me and like i so badly want to make you happy and you so badly want to make me happy that like our biggest moments of conflict are like in those moments where you think i'm not happy or i think you're not happy or whatever it is and it's like um we both take like the burden of responsibility on different in different ways mm-hmm. and don't know how to navigate it at times and it's i think we're like also saying like hey we've been doing this 12 years like we we want to keep doing it better not because i think there's some other guy that's better out there for me or oh, no, another i don't think that either i just want you to have some context no for i what pre- the world is like and how intense things are right now no i <laughs> trust me i and that's why i'm also like i don't see what i said as an ultimatum like you are going to be upset like yeah. i'm going to be upset you will be stressed you will be sad i at no point ever want you to not show me or share with me what you're going through or feel like you don't have the safety to like express yourself. Yeah. I'm going to either way. Well, yeah, you know no, I mean, it comes out one way or another. We just spent too much physical time around each other. Yeah. Yeah. But I think I was just like, Hey, I think I'm relating to you in a way that's stealing the opportunity for you to like process this where it needs to be processed, yeah. which is internally. Mm-hmm. Cause it feels like, Oh, you're waiting for me to maybe feel like it's like a grasp for control. Yeah. Yeah. And I totally appreciate that I can be elsewhere and I'm trying to be like more present. Yeah. Well, well, I think what triggers some of this stuff to into a volcanic eruption is, is that is like, because like I've said it to you, I've said it on this podcast. I've told people we throuple with, I'm like, I turned the keys of my life over to Cass when we first got together in a lot of ways. Yeah. You know, I let you do the organizing. I, I think you know how to better put together a schedule for our life. You better, you handle our finances better than I could. A lot of stuff. So a, a lot of it is just like, she takes care of a bunch of shit that she's really good at, that I'm not so good at. So I can do the thing I'm good at, which is just be creative and kind of come up with ideas and better ways to express ourselves artistically. But what drives me, what I think what cause what triggers these volcanic eruptions is... Like, I know that's going on and I'm totally consensual to it. But like when you just hit me with like a thing that shows me we're in completely different dimensions and it just brings up all this shit to the surface. And I'm like, what is this? And then all of a sudden I'm riding a wave of lava and I'm like, I don't know how to handle it. Like we drove by my sister's house the other day. Okay. And uh, my brother-in-law was out on the porch and, you know, we just drove by and you were like, who was that? And I was like, Pete, you were like, I don't think so. I don't think that was Pete. And I was like, yeah, it was Pete. She was like, I don't know. It's someone that looks like almost exactly like him, but it's not him. I'm like, Cass, there's no other cars. in the like, yeah, I was like, there's no out. other cars in the driveway. Uh, there's no one else around. It's the middle of the day. He's not at work. That was Pete. And like, uh, like it just, it's like startling that we can witness the same reality and you'll go through, you'll jump through all these fucking crazy hoops to convince yourself that like the very obvious thing isn't real. And like, there's probably countless examples, but that was one the other day that I was like, Cass, are you okay? 
Like, are you okay? Can we, like, do you see the intellectual process you just went through to convince yourself that the thing you really saw wasn't real? Like, what the fuck? <laughs> I'm like, are our finances okay? You know what I mean? I'm fucking around. No, no, I, I appreciate. You, no, you, I, you, you, you hopefully understand. What I'm no, saying. I understand. And like, and when you get scared at me, I get scared. I'm like, do I not have it under control? And then I get mad at you. Like, well, why am I the only one who looks at our finances? Like, that's not to fair. Be, we, we don't have to do it. Like you that. know what I mean? So I, I think it just like yeah. it just has hits this like cascade of shit that like comes up for both of us of like, and then I'm like, maybe I am fucking worthless and horrible at everything, and like you know, and just I'll I'll jump on that story just as quick you know and then i jump on this story of like i fuck everything up and then my ego you don't fuck everything up my ego hits a long shot hits it back and i like that's why i then push have to push harder towards you because i'm like oh i'm living in a reality where i do everything wrong and then my ego's like no sean's an emotional fucking wreck of a human being (laughs) absolutely sometimes not always but <laughs> mostly not mostly yeah, not yeah. mostly not but that's my ego just being like okay sean's pointing out something that i don't want to necessarily look at or a quality about yeah. me that he's i don't want to hear about my anger from you and you don't want to hear about your ditziness from me and those are like the main like just like right there it's like our our qualities and they probably could be channeled into superpowers in some way you know yeah and I think that's like the work that we are like committed to wanting to do together. And I think that's yeah. why it's like, oh, if we're hitting a pattern where it's like 10 years deep and we're still talking about the same shit. And then it's like, that is our pattern. We're so nine years deep talking about the same shit. Well, no, no. <laughs> no, but we were talking about this before we were on the podcast. Yeah, you know what I mean? Absolutely. <laughs> I can't believe you've stuck with me to tell you the truth. Like, really? I can't believe you've stuck with me. Um, no, that's easy. That's been extremely easy for me. It's been the easiest thing I've done. In a way, right? Like, I I was in other relationships and they weren't, they just weren't firing on all cylinders to some degree. Yeah, well, I've never questioned wanting to be, well. You question wanting to be with me all the fucking time. No, I don't ever question wanting to be with you. Sometimes when we get in fights, I question whether or not I'm good for you. Mm. And that's what happens. Who gets the podcast in the breakup? You do. Oh, really? 100%. So so there'll be an episode where it just pops up and it's just me sitting here alone trying to fucking do or it. Or with the night new whoever. Trying to do it like Tim Dillon style. Like I just have someone off camera that's laughing at my jokes. I love you that. You know I love you that much though. That if I thought that I wasn't good for you, I would break up with you. You do understand that, yeah, right? Yeah, no, I know. And same. Same. If I thought I wasn't good for you, I wouldn't expose you to who I really am. <laughs> <laughs> I would try to get away with murder for as long as I could. But, you know, you've just, you've spent so much time around me. You know who I am. You know what I'm really like. And, and then no, you even know how I can get when certain things just fucking coagulate and uh, You're not even yourself, though. That's the thing. That's I'm why telling I'm you, it's easy. gremlin mode. It's a different person. It, it's a physical feeling that feels different. I I, and, and it's weird because, like, with you, it can, it, it's like there's a long fuse towards gremlin mode like my parents know how to fucking light that thing and get it like i could be in fucking holier than now like nothing can stop me and my parents will just fucking poke 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 till they get me to a level of like as scared as them you know because yeah. you know because it seems like they don't want to join me in not being scared right or they don't want to admit it they're starting to join us in that mm-hmm. but yeah i mean like 
I went up there the other day just to grab some water and I was being so quick and like trying to ignore and they're like, what do you think about this? What do you think about that? And I'm like, no, no, I'm good. I'm good. I don't know. And they're just like, well, did you hear what the, and then he says like, takes it into like, oh, your politics isn't going to get you. Let's talk about the family. And I'm just like, stop it. Stop. And I'm telling my dad, I'm like, you got to be a man. <laughs> if someone fucks with you out in the world, you don't have to come back and cry to mom about it. You can't handle that shit. You know what I mean? And I literally went from being like in a great place thinking I'm invincible to like yelling at my dad to be a man and tell my mom she can't handle life. And like, (laughs) like I'm like, and it didn't even feel like me. And I went downstairs and I was just like, I just like stared at a wall for like 45 minutes. I was just like, I I can't believe they want me like this. I can't imagine that they do, but that's, I keep telling them like, that's what you get when you, (laughs) when you poke at you, like when you try to get you riled up or share how riled up. Well, when I'm saying like, Hey, with the initial shot, like, I'm like, I see what you're trying to do. I can't go there, though, today. Like, I actually have to keep, I just have to keep my fucking sovereignty over my, like, my brain today. I can't be attacked like this. And I'm like, please stop. And then they don't stop. And it keeps going and keeps going. It, yeah, it brings out the worst of me. When you get gremlin mode, like, I can't help but see you as a scared little boy. That's and all like, it is. That's like, my I wanna parents ha- know how to bring that out more than anyone. I literally become, like... A nine-year-old. With a sharp tongue. But, like, yeah. at the same time, it's, like, ultimately, I can't even hold on to, like, anything you ever say to me as much as it, like, I'm, like, oh, that hurt. And then I'll just be, like, that hurt. Can you apologize? And I'll be, like, I'm sorry. And that's we're, like, okay, that's cool. Yeah, I'm, um, like, a bucking bronco, and you just keep getting on there. You get tossed and you get back on. <laughs> well, I'm, like, a bull, like, tourist bull. Yeah, yeah. And you're, like, a crab who's, like, pinching me. And I'm, like, Stop. Yeah. You're annoying. It's actually kind of hard for a bull to kill a crab. It's impossible for a crab to kill a bull. <laughs> but we can certainly fuck with each other. We'll certainly try. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm, I, like, I, like I always say to you, and it sounds like a broken record, I'm like, I'm doing my best, believe it or not. I'm trying. I really am. I'm very cognizant of my... Um, of my downfalls you're doing great though so you're doing great what i got to the place of realizing sean is i wasn't doing my best like i was in a pattern with you you not doing my best because of how i relate to you and how i take it on and how i like dance with you even though i know you're a scared little boy because i'll just like i'll fight with you rather than just like let you process yeah yeah you know and like affirm like hey this is something for you to a lot of times when we're in the thruple dynamic too, which I'll include Joey in when we're making these totally. movies, like you have a bone to pick with the other person and you don't do it. Yeah. You know, you might have some things to say, not even a bone to pick, but just some like, yeah, a layer of honesty that doesn't, that prevents you from just becoming a perpetual enabler of certain behaviors. Mm-hmm. So uh, I think. I think, like, for example, with Mary, we were with her for two and a half years after, I don't know when, but you just decided to shut the fuck up and just kind of let her burn out her own energy and, like, you didn't get into it with her. But there was a lot of frustrations and things you wanted to say that you never said mm-hmm. or got to express. Mm-hmm. And I, th- I think the same happens with Joey in, like, a less... Uh, Consequential. Yeah, like, we're in this. Like, we're going to be friends with Joey the rest of our life. And, you know, we're doing our thing. And... uh as much as you want me to evolve, like he'd probably appreciate some feedback to help him evolve too. Uh, I, I don't even can't I can't think of any examples off the top of my head, but just the dynamic when the three of us are out there, and it's like well, it's you even can like, yell at me, but you can't yell at Joey. And like sometimes I'm getting yelled at. I'm like, 
hey, I'm I'm not the one like jacked up on coffee trying to be a comedian and saying offensive things. I'm sorry. It's yeah, but you're they, hearing it, but me. I'm usually not even telling you I'm mad at you. I'm like, yo, I'm processing this because like this is getting old. And I think that's even what happened in the car is like I'm in the back seat, you two are in the front seat. There's very much a boys dynamic and not like if there's any girl who's a boy, it's me. Yeah, you know what I mean? Totally. So um, but um, it's good for the boys to know, like, you're still a girl. and I'm like, still a girl. And yeah. if you talk bad about girls, like, it's going to fucking hit me at some yeah. point, And I'm going to hit, like, a wall of, like, all right, can we stop? Yeah, yeah. Like, girls are not the worst. And it's making me feel like you guys are fucking the worst for needing to, I've, like. I've never said girls are the worst. No, I know. No, I know. I'm but it could be, like, that. a comedian, co- like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You get into a comedic Well, thing. that's that's partly like part of my frustration it's like you tune into fucking three percent of a of a running joke and you're like stop it (laughs) stop this and i'm like oh okay like i don't even know i'm a little scared to talk to joey now because i'm not even sure what in particular that was (laughs) was just on my period yeah and it's real yeah (laughs) you get fucking i get very irritable yeah but the word okay so the word that i've been looking for this entire podcast is regulate regulators mount up remember that no what is that warren g regulators mound up mount up mount up yeah regulators is it a song yeah from the g-funk era how's it go <laughs> i don't know we'll listen to it after <laughs> um but like uh that's the whole thing is like i feel like i t- our dynamic doesn't put like oh sean has an opportunity where he needs to regulate his own emotions right now yeah yeah exactly because i'm like oh i like you something's wrong i'll fix it i'll fix it help me i'll I'll fix it and it's so not what i need to make the big steps up yeah that's what i'm saying that's where i like i had a big awakening Mm. and it's not about you and you changing it's like hey i'm enabling you your inability to regulate your emotions because i'm like a puppy like hey like what do you need me to do differently i'm so sorry like what i'm so sorry i'm so sorry i'm so sorry i'm so sorry yeah yeah I'll do better. I'll do better. I'll do better. I'll do better. Our friend Nika was telling me the other day, she was like, uh, I think I'm like starting to figure out how to like get behind the control panel of my life and, you know, regulate certain things and allow for this to happen and dial up the dopamine and this and that. And I'm like, that's the goal, mm-hmm. you know? And, uh, at times I'm, when I'm my best, I, I am behind the control panel. I know how to regulate my reward system. I know how to, okay, here's when I need exercise, here's when I need meditation, here's when I need dopamine, here's when I need to interact with other people and get serotonin and all that stuff. So she kind of put that in my head and I, I, that's, that's now more of like an ever-present kind of goal for me. It's like, and I can feel when I'm not behind the control panel. You're so good at it that the balance is that sometimes you're really bad at it. Yeah. And that, that that's just like, that's human nature. Like if you can't be we're balanced and like that's why i'm like you're balanced and i'm not saying i'm gonna be a perfectly balanced person i'm saying you're an an adult who should want to know how to regulate these emotions in your own way and process on your own time and i think you do and i think that we just hit a wall and it's good it's a good wall to hit it's like at the right time i think yeah yeah and i'm gonna also i hit a wall of being like I'm sick of you telling me that I'm distracted or not present, that I'm just like trying, I just prioritize wanting to be more present and figuring out the ways that I can do that because I don't like that reflection from my partner that I'm like, oh, you're not here. Mm-hmm. Like, cause the thing is when we're here together, we have so much fun 
and I understand why it would be frustrating to have a partner who like is an escapist or a yeah. daydreamer or well mainly just just in the moment to moment interactions like here I have your full attention so I think I could make you laugh mm-hmm. you know I, I I could make you really intrigued I could impress you and when, when you're kind of not neither here nor there or like you know have an email on your mind or trying to get back to so and so and I a lot of times don't know what you're doing so I'm just like oh Cass just doesn't think I'm funny so you know, a part of me gets lost a little bit just because we spend so much time with each other, you know, like I think, you know, you don't want to know an example I've probably never even talked to you about sure. is uh, like I always grew up like um, you open doors for women, you know what I mean? Like it's just a, like it was just like a, a, a nice thing to do, you know, so it always like open the car door like for all my girlfriends or whatever I would open the door, let them in, close the door, go around. And then when we got someplace, you know, I would try to let them out or whatever. Just like a, just like old school, but just like a little thing I do. And I, I, I remember like a year into our thing, I was like, Cass has never acknowledged this once. I don't think she knows I'm doing this or cares. I'm, I don't need to do this. I'm not going to do this anymore. So like this little like Southern gentleman in me that I picked that habit up when I was down in Florida, like dating Kathleen, my first girlfriend, um, it just kind of just like kind of just was like all right, well that's just not really a thing because it's not forecast really, and that's not like oh you should be sad or offended or whatever. It's just like not your thing. But I don't want my sense of humor to get lost in that. Yeah, you know what I mean. And it w- from drawing from that same type of example, and that's when I get scared. That's when I get really scared. I'm like, yo, I know I'm with someone that deeply appreciates me, but like fuck, cat. Sometimes you're just fucking out to lunch. Yeah, you know. I don't know. I don't know if that's something you struggle with me as much. I feel like you, you know, when it's, when we're, when you're trying to get my attention, you get it. Totally. You do. Totally. Yeah. Too much. I have a lot of your attention. <laughs> and I think that's like, uh, yeah, I, I remember that you used to open the doors and <laughs> I do, I do, I do remember it. I feel like I, I don't remember being unappreciative of it, but I also kind of was like, you know, like the energy was probably like, you don't have to do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's just a nice thing. It's 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 a little um it's a little serotonin microdose. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Is, isn't that a way to get serotonin? Is feeling like you're doing the right thing and serving people and. You totally. Know. Yeah, that's all it was. Yeah. No, I appreciate it. I'm sorry that I like killed that part of you. I get I get it elsewhere. Okay. It's good. all good. I think you appreciate that I'm uh, Mr. Clean. Yeah. Yeah. I do the laundry, fold it up, clean the floors, make the beds. You know. Wash the sheets. Yeah. Keep everything tight. No, I appreciate a lot of I'm things. I'm trying about to. You. I'm making my pitch for you to stay with me. Uh, <laughs> I'm like, I do do stuff. <laughs> <laughs> no, I've never. I've only ever gotten in fights with you and been like, if this if this fight continues, I can't. I'll in three months we're we're breaking up. And then like you know we're best friends. Three minutes later, we're best friends. I know, so it never <laughs> sticks. But yeah. I'm like, this is not gonna be my life. I'll get through this job and then we'll see where we are, mm-hmm. you know, and it always is like connected to whatever we're in the midst of. And we move the energy so fast that it never like lasts. I feel like we can talk openly about these struggles because we don't struggle on like the higher plane, like the soul level with each other. I feel like there's a contract and an agreement mm-hmm. that, um, is like kind of beyond our personalities and stuff. You know, I was, I was telling, uh, 
Maddie and Sarah the other day. They came and visited us. That was so sweet. Shout out to Maddie and Sarah, Collective Focus. Um, I was saying when uh, when, Gene, when Gene Ween tried to quit Ween, Dean was just put out a statement. He's like, I'm sorry, you, you can't really quit this. This is like, this is a contract that we're in together. Like not even, a, not a legal contract, but like we've been making music together since we were 14. We're brothers, bro. You can't, you, you can't leave this this thing take a break i don't know who knows if we'll ever play another show again but you're not out of ween yeah you can't quit ween so that's how that's how i feel about us it's just like yeah come and go as you please which we don't choose to do but um yeah this is a it's it's much more sacred and can't be fucked with and it's a soul it's a soul agreement and i think that's why we could talk about this stuff so openly because it's small potatoes to such a big thing also, it's always miscommunication. And the reason we get so frustrated is because we want, like, I want you to feel safe when I'm driving. Yeah. And I want you to trust me in all these capacities. Yeah. And I want to be present with you. So, like, anything you say to me or anything that you get mad about, I'm like, I agree with you. Just stop yelling at me about it or stop fighting with me about it or yeah. stop complaining about it because I am sorry and I agree with you. Mm. And, um, yeah, no, I've definitely, like seeing you through space and time like and beyond space and time where oh. i can kind of see like our whole relationship and the dance that we do together and that we're gonna do it and that like you know the way that you when you're on psychedelics you like see someone as old and young and everything in between and the yeah. good and the bad and that's like, why well, you got to be careful with that psychedelic eye gazing yeah because you can really see it all it's like looking into a crystal ball yeah let me hit this fucking dab. I'm really happy in our relationship. I'm sorry that I ever bring up stuff like I, you know, like, I'm sorry that I'm even airing out like this. It's not an ultimatum, but this like fight that we had and making it seem like you're out of control. Just like <laughs> you're not. <coughs> I also recognize in myself so I can recognize it in you. Sometimes you just need to hear yourself say something. Sometimes yeah. you need to hear yourself say something like really big and consequential and try to, you know, inspire some sort of reaction from somebody. You're always like that. And I barely do that with you. Mm -hmm. You're always like, Cass, get it to fucking together. Yeah. And you give me these like motivational speeches that I need because I don't have much fire in my chart and like yeah. I'm addicted to you bossing me around yeah. energetically. And, and when we talk about that, it's usually on the level of like, Hey, don't let that person talk to you like that. Or don't delete the, the line of the email that gets your fucking point across harshly. Oh, yeah. You it's know always I mean? like, like, come on. It's like good stuff. It's yeah. always like, or it's like, pay attention when you drive. Or like, you know, it's always stuff that I agree with. And I think this is why Mare, even when stuff wasn't good, she like appreciated the relationship. Because you're very good at looking at the big picture of someone and being like, clean it up. Tighten this shit up. Tighten it up. And you can like see where and how in a very, in a way that like you can be annoying about it, but at the old. At, at Only with someone that I'm with romantically. Besides that, it's like, yeah, no. you're in your lane, I'm in mine. But mind. the thing is, I always am like, I agree with what you're saying. I don't like how you're saying it. I don't like that you're saying it at nauseum. I don't like that you need to say it so many times that I'm like upset, but like I agree with everything that you're saying. Mm-hmm. But that was me for the first time in, like, our decade-long relationship being like, okay, I've aired out the dirty laundry of you are fucking out of control emotionally sometimes. But, like, no, this is, like, you have to get it together. 
you have to self-regulate you have to regulate your own emotions and take on the burden of that because I'm not taking that burden on anymore but I do want to help you so you don't have to help me of course I do I want to just hold space and um uh, I don't know. Not being the defensive cunt like I am sometimes. No, hold space and not coddling me if it seems like uh, Oh yeah. that's what you want to do and it's not necessary, then don't do it. Yeah. Yeah, because I, I can get through things and yeah, I, I want to figure out more ways to fight off the gremlin. Or just be be the gremlin. No. You, you don't have to, no, but like just be it. Just like. You don't need to make the gremlin That's anyone what you're else's complaining problem. About. No, but because you make your gremlin my problem because you're thinking I'm the reason you're a gremlin. I'm like, just be the gremlin. You are a gremlin. I am a gremlin. Like, like do what I do when I have my period. I'm like, Sean, I'm going to be a bitch today. I'm on the edge. Everything that anyone's doing is annoying the hell out of me. Please give me grace. It's not about you. Yeah. And so it's just like, I feel like you can just be like, I'm a fucking gremlin. I'm losing my mind. I'm going to sit in the room and be a gremlin. And you don't need to make it my fault or anyone's fault. It's like, you are the gremlin. I'm the gremlin. I mm. feel the gremlin with, I'm I'm in presence of the gremlin. Yeah. You know? Because, yeah. like, I think what happens is, like, we push these parts of ourselves or this, like, scared little boy of, like, I need to, f you are such a protector. And so you're fighting to protect yourself and fighting to protect that little boy. And you're, like, trying to control it. Like, okay, well, if only Cass could get this message and then make me feel safe or whatever it is or my parents would stop yelling or whatever it is rather than, you know, I think just, and you be accept the gremlin that is part of, like, the hormonal roller coaster that you go on as a man even because I don't really understand how that works but I know that being like really irritable is part of the roller coaster I go on but because it's so tied to a part of the month for me I can't say like it's so obvious that when I'm mad at you it's not your fault mm, yeah I have no excuse no we you have life as the excuse yeah. we all have the excuse like life is like you said, all the reasons you said before that the stress of like being an artist, the stress of like keeping the the wheels turning, the stress of having the creative ideas, the stress of uh, putting a movie together that is like a very free flowing documentary of like having to deliver on something, the stress of like a million stresses that are all warranted. And I'm not at all trying to say you can't have bad emotions. But just, I want you to love your gremlin and, like, be with it. Yeah, that, well, I've been doing that. <laughs> <laughs> I've embraced that little fucker. Uh. <laughs> yeah. Life is a highway. <laughs> yeah. I want to ride it all night long. God, this is so boring. I, I feel like people must be so sick of us talking about are gremlins but i feel like everybody has them they can not listen that's fine but we needed to have this talk so yeah i wouldn't worry too much about them okay you know do you ever get upset at a podcaster i don't know or you're just like this conversation isn't for me this time I'll just turn it off yeah yeah there's usually something to take away from what we say I hope. I hope. <laughs> um, yeah. I just want to say I really love you and I appreciate you. And oh, I'm sorry I that I bring attention I to know. your gremlin. 
Oh, it's a, it's, it's attention seeking. Yeah. Right. Yeah. There, there's like, um, like I was talking about before with like, I feel like our culture, like our reward systems are so fucked up. Like we're just chasing euphoria all the time and just chasing those, that feeling of, of a reward. And like, there is the negative version of that where that is a reward system for my little gremlin to be able to say stuff. Yeah. To, to be, to feel like I have the excuse to tell someone how it is. Yeah. It's, it is a fucked up reward system that I have to stop. I have to get behind the control panels well, and realize, like, that's not the way to do it. What do you think? It's like righteousness gives you some dopamine or something. I uh, chemically couldn't fucking tell you, but it feels like it's relieving a pressure inside. Yeah. 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 Like a twisted narrative, uh, a, a, a plot line no one else has seen. Yeah, and right. I'm going to expose it right That's now. That's what I'm saying. You get yeah. the negativity bias where you like you're like I see it, Cass. I see things for how it really is and I'm like you're in a hellhole right now. Yeah. And you're making it so you need me to see your hellhole. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but there's definitely ways to turn that around. Like, you know, for example, go for a walk, you know, uh breathe, just meditate, spend some time by yourself. Like it does alleviate it does like service i think is a huge one and like that's you know i think well in that moment it's service to yourself if you can if you can figure out like i'm so fucking angry right now i need to go exercise or i need to uh, take my time and make myself a beautiful meal or whatever whatever it takes you know for me like putting together a church of chill episode helps like okay i'm gonna go find some songs that work well together to try to invoke a new vibration that i'm not in right now that helps me a lot yeah yeah you're really good i am i don't always relate well to you because you tr- obviously we trigger each other but i feel like you do really well when i like invite you into having a better time i'm like we could have a better time together you're, you're great at that rather than me being like stop it that, that could apply to anyone in any friendship relationship anything you know if if someone's fucking lost in the sauce uh rendering out a universe where they're not is very uh nice and welcoming and sometimes the gremlin is like get it get that fucking thing away from me i'm not done yet yeah but um for the most part it is uh for the most part i think 100 percent of the times i join you in that place it just might be on a slight delay sometimes the, the gremlin needs to fully flex yeah yeah i, I mean what can you do i'm i'm trying to talk about stuff i don't really even think about you know I don't really this think is my first time talking about all this stuff and you know uh but i want to do better and you know no, knowing I'm there's a control panel to get behind and all that is is just figuring out how to open up new chemical portals like what what's the acronym dose mm-hmm. what is it dopamine Do- oxytocin serotonin and endorphins yeah those are what we're going for. Those are like the chemical portals that that's, you know, that's what, when you're con- behind the control panel, that's what you're, tr- you, the stuff you're trying to trigger and release. And, uh, how do you get that stuff? How do you get dopamine? Um, there's a lot of ways, but the healthiest way. Sex, cold shower. Yeah oxytocin hugs affirmation hug yourself serotonin laughing service 
service, endorphins, exercise. Yeah. There you go. That's what the control panel is uh, made of. So figure out how to get behind it and do those things and figure out uh, what the the oxytocin release does for you and when that's appropriate in your day, when the dopamine releases are good for you and when those are appropriate in your day, when the serotonin, when you need that, and the endorphins. And you can figure out how to work with That's kind of what I'm, uh, when we have like a couple weeks down like we have right now, that's what I'm working on is like trying to figure out a regimen that this is what I can do when I'm not being bothered by a million other things. This is what I can do to ensure a great day and uh, ensure good behavior so you don't leave me. I'm never going to leave you. I'm never going to leave you. You know I'm never going to leave you. Yeah, but that's manipulative too for me to sit here and be like, oh, you're, you're, you know, like it, you got to do what you got to do. Well, I told life. you I would if I thought that you would be better served by someone else, I would leave you. Yeah. You'd probably line me up with the person. I would. <laughs> I would. I'd get you a real nice girl. I know. And I'd be like, all right, she's going to take care of you from here on out. And I'd try to give her as many of the cheat coats as possible. Absolutely. But that's what, you know, that's where I'm That's just... what Yoko Ono did for John Lennon for his last weekend. He had a year and a half where Yoko and John just couldn't stand each other anymore. So she set him up with the housekeeper, babysitter, May Peng. And sent them off to L.A. She said, just take care of him and keep an eye on him. Make sure he doesn't do anything crazy or get in over his head. Wasn't that when he was going crazy with Harry Nielsen? Yeah. So he was fucking They were going nuts. They were like, I mean, he calls it his lost weekend. They were just going crazy. But Yoko was like, you know, bring him back to me in one piece. And then they reunited a year and a half later. Yeah. Till the end of his life. Yeah. Yeah, but I'm never going to leave you. Like, you know that. Yeah. I'm not going to leave you either. You're worth it. You're worth um, figuring out Yeah. how to be a better person for. Ditto. And I think that's uh, a good demarcation of whether you're actually in love or not. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, and I just like the whole like regulating your emotions is like as, as much as I'm just like, hey, it's for you more than it's for me. You know, you're suffering 10,000 times more than I am when you're in gremlin mode. No, I know. You know? Yeah. Um. And I want to try to be more present with you because I enjoy my time with you and I want to be here for it and I want to experience it and not be elsewhere. Yeah. Stormy. A little thunderstorm. Yeah. Perfect. Well, we're going to move it over. We're going to do something for the the Patreon. We have some stuff up our sleeves. Okay. We might do... uh, Should we reverse these and make this the Patreon? Stop it. No. No, I think we're going to do a director's, uh, filmmaker's commentary for American Juggalo. Okay. Yeah. I think that would be a good palate cleanser from this. Just remember the good times. Okay. (laughs) No, I feel so bad. About what? That I give you such a hard time on this podcast. Like, remember we went to a therapist and he's like, that you're like, she just keeps airing our shit out. And you're like, well, you keep making her do a podcast and where's she else going to say it or whatever. Yeah. No, it's totally fine. I really don't care or resent you it's like it's kind of the gift of of doing a podcast is like uh you're less precious yeah yeah that i have to do this to keep the filmmaking pimp tight yeah i have to let people know who i really am and what i'm really about i mean you're very loving and sometimes you get scared i think that's like how i would wrap it up Mm. you know that's how i feel like i am too you know i feel like i'm very loving and then sometimes i get scared 
that's probably like a lot of people that would relate to that like you're very loving until you get scared and that's just still love wanting to come out wanting to be loved you know yeah feeling scared that you're disconnected from the love is like this self-fulfilling prophecy sort of thing yeah oh yeah all right cool wrap it up uh join us for more on patreon.com slash church of chill your support on there honestly means the world to us if you're still listening thanks for for getting through this with us and letting us uh air some of this stuff out so hopefully we can evolve but um yeah, patreon.com slash church of chill. It really does mean the world to us. Uh, deeply appreciate all of our supporters. On there, you can find our Church of Chill radio show. Um, you can find bonus podcasts. You can find my podcast with Joey. That's only on Patreon. Uh, it's called Boys Club. And you get access to our Discord community where that's how we talk to uh, the people that listen. And that's how they meet each other. And that's how the community grows. So thanks for joining us. Peace, love, and magic. <laughs>